All Things Techie Podcast, brought to you by two tech junkies, Justin Dawson and Simon Lang. For more, visit www.allthingstech.ie for all things techie. Welcome along to another episode of All Things Tech, um, where we are going to be changing things around in 2019, but we are winding down from 2018. Simon Lang is with us in a remote location in in, in a telephone booth again uh, with red, orange and yellow. And we have to admit, it's not McDonald's. No, it's definitely not McDonald's. It's Google-like, but not Google. Uh, yeah, oh, it's Google-like, but not Google. There's a hint. It's Google-like, not Google, and it's not McDonald's. Actually, Simon, you know what? Talking about McDonald's, this, this story hit the Amy magazine and it's something that Jen, my wife and myself have talked about before. You know those smart devices that they have for kids in the restaurants? Yes, that's the ones that they go in and play their games while they're eating their happy meals. And Yeah, well, like, you know, what? it's funny, like, this is what I don't get. And as a parent, I, like, we, the two of us are technology driven. The one thing's for sure is if I'm going to be treating Kieran in the future when he's old enough to a happy meal, I am not going to sit him on that table where he's going to have an iPad in front of me and not communicating with me. Yeah, no, that's the whole point of those is, is social family engagement, not let's all sit around and on our own individual phones and not now, talk to you, each other. Do you remember it was tough enough? Like, well, okay, maybe we, we're, we're not... I said, actually, Rebecca's old enough to make this comment, but it's tough enough to get the kid to eat their food without taking the Happy Meal toy out and starting to play with it. And then they're sticking an iPad in front of them. You know, they're definitely not oh, going... When, when the Happy Meal is on its way to the table for us, the toy seems to just disappear out of the box into a handbag somehow, and I don't know how it happens. Those- <laughs> Those Christmas fairies, Simon. Those Christmas fairies. Because yeah. <laughs> I was reading, yeah, because I was reading that article on it, and it was quite. It was like it was talking even about the big um, touch order, touch displays as well, not just uh, the kids' iPads that now a lot of McDonald's have this self-order yeah. kiosk. It, the, yeah, it, it's like it's like going into like a store where you want to order, you know, your latest forty-eight-inch TV, and you get a. a a receipt and it's like you are number 47 you know and it, uh, you, you, do you know what actually we're sort of going off topic at the moment but like i was in dublin airport and i it wasn't actually mcdonald's it was actually burger king and i was, I was just waiting there it's like i was number 47 and you're serving number 102 where's my order and <laughs> there's no sequence in the numbers it's like one was 47 the other one was 212 you know mm. um, but what the story was is the the fact that you see the kids and they're eating a burger with one hand and they're touching the screen on the other and you're thinking to yourself is anyone cleaning these devices well, someone did a swab test, and it is disgusting. They found fetus, swabs of fetus on the screens. Yes, yeah, the bacteria and stuff that's found in it, and that's what's been making people quite sick in hospitals. I think it's like listeria or something is the yeah. them do, and it's just like we don't realize like how many you often see a parent sit down with a kid and they'd even still baby or get a baby wipe out and clean the table beforehand. You think they do that on the iPad or on the before they let their kids sit down, not at close, not at all. 
don't forget, it's in this casing, in this white casing that has an edge to it. So you wouldn't, like, I even know from recording videos for, for hospital or low real learning objective videos for our school of nursing, there is a sequence of how to sanitize and clean a hospital trolley. So again, the same standards should apply to these iPad devices where you don't wipe the dirt into the screen. You know, you, you want to wipe around the edges and around the borders. Are they doing that properly? Who knows? But I think it's a time that we get rid of the iPads out of the, these places. Um, I now, do- should encourage family time of people talking and communicating person to person versus technology to technology. And it's interesting that you say that, though, because going to the LTSMG, the Learning Technology Space Management Group over in London in Lakeborough University, it was interesting that we had an actual uh, seminar where we talked about interactiveness with the students. And one of the products is all about letting the student collaborate through their mobile phone and seeing what's on the front screen on their mobile phone. You see that you see these type of sharing collaboration tools all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but one of the comments made was, what do we have in our hands all the time? Even with students, how many times do we look at it? It's the mobile phone. And it doesn't even, it doesn't even make a difference if it's for higher ed. You, you could have that conferences as well, where you have people at the back of the room, and if they don't have their laptop or smart device, they will be using their mobile phone. You can share everything that's on the front screen on the mobile phone. Is that the yeah. going, though? Is, 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 is this what people want? I don't know if it's what people want, but I have seen examples of it where you even have, yeah, you have the slides pushed, and you can actually mark up the slides and make notes on the slides as you... Um, as the speaker is speaking. And so you save them as a copy to your own device. But I don't know, is it the way it seems to be going? Everything's technology driven. Instead of sending the slides out, you're getting them live, you're marking them up versus an email that comes later on and you have to flick through it and go, what did he say there? What did he, she say there? It, it might be just a quicker, more efficient way if we're going paperless. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people are making notes on their tablets and Google Keep or whatever the Microsoft equivalent or the Apple equivalent of that is where you're scribbling your notes on. So it does sound like it's the way things are going, but is it good? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we, we Welcome your comments. We better give out our Twitter handles. Uh, hashtag all things techie if you want to use that. And we've been sharing on a monthly basis different topics uh, with the hashtag all things techie. We're going to get to that in a moment. If you want to tweet Simon, you can do so at Simon Lang AV and myself at Dustin or Dawson. Now, Simon, as 2018 drives to a close, uh, before I ask you the the difficult question as what's been your gadget of the year, um, we have been have a couple of comments coming in We're using the hashtag of um, all things tech, all things techie rather. And one of the questions we asked was the number one pet hate of AV support is, and you fill in the gap. Now, Simon, I know it's a Friday. I know it's eight a.m. when we're recording this, but. What really grinds your gears with AV support? 
I'd even allow you to have a top 10 if you can't limit it down to a number one pet hate. Now, I, funny, because there was one actually that came back about, and I actually, it was one of mine as well, about the whole tapping the microphone um, when the person gets... Yeah, it's just yeah that thing, and and I got to say that is one that drives I think most AV people insane. Um, or the one I get is where if you are an organisation that works it works pushes people to be self reliant to use the equipment themselves, to connect it themselves, and you hand them all the tools to do it and the instructional videos, and they still don't watch them. then don't watch them and then but expect you to still be able to. The, to come and dig them in and often you're walking in it's just to stick a cable in the side of the laptop so in an age where people sh- are meant to be self-reliant they're not being very self-reliant so you know what it, I, th- I think it's a frustration probably more than a i think my next shirt is av support not babysitter mm. yeah yeah that's sometimes what we feel like we are babysitting people like in in other support roles is there that much babysitting going on as well? Audiovisual support? I don't think so. I think if you listen to people like who um, work in, say, the tech, in the tech parts, like I call the Googles, the Facebooks, the Twitters and stuff like that, it doesn't sound like they get spoon-fed as much as other companies do. And so we have to be careful. We're not implying the companies we work for. It's just what we're hearing. It's what we're hearing. It's what we're hearing um, that... Um, out there some companies they they you have to do absolutely everything for the user from even collecting the laptop off their desk for them to the other extreme where you're told no we only need you for the large scale events when the ceo is coming in to talk so it's where's that line in the, in the middle that is the bit we're trying to figure out well 90 percent of the time simon i think we're just dealing with other people's anxieties and trying to keep them calm and um, and yeah, you know, like <laughs> at times we should have a doctorate because we are nitty doctors of keeping people calm uh, as if they're going into a hospital ward and uh, getting an operation done. James Scott sent a message in of what grinds his gears. I would say my pet hate is when Prince, oh, that's what we said, James, vigorously tap the mic and say, is this thing working? And then proceed to whisper through the presentation. That is very true, James. <laughs> <laughs> the whisper tree presentation one is definitely a very big one that lots of people hate well the amount of times simon that we've set up events in the past where people actually might be on stage and decide ah what's that thing in front of me i don't need that and literally uh decide to step off the stage and not use the stage at all and interact and, and then it yeah, and then everyone's looking at you going, what are you going to do? And you're like, okay, try to find a handheld to run up to them, to wish to make the point or her. And they're just like looking at you going, I don't need this. And then you're wondering why everyone's complaining at the back of the room where they can't hear. You know what? And, and I think that's why the technology and the, between the likes of Sure and Sennheiser, how they are really uh, developing technology where it just works in all situations and scenarios where... For example, the ceiling microphone array that you can have as a tile with, I think, is it now 20 or 30 microphones that can detect a person walking around a room and zone in? You know, I think... Yeah, I think 
something like that or, or that seems to be quite a common thing for your small meeting rooms but then your big large meeting rooms um who was like oh revo labs mm. or who are a yamaha company they have a one that you clip on it's nearly like the size of a cigarette lighter yes yeah and you I, clip I, it on uh, and, and you walk around so there's no belt pack there's no there's no cable anything and they're trying to make those kind of things a little bit more user-friendly practical where you just pick it off this the charge dock and go and you can have your but they're often tied into phone systems more, more than like um hangouts or those kind of situations i i think simon going on this topic that in the future, if anyone decides to do something as stupid as that and walk away from the microphone, we should be allowed to use catch boxes. And that, that's a good plug for catch box. But catch box without the foam and just throw it at the head. I go, oh, sorry, I, it's, not, it's not a finished catch box. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's your microphone, catch. <laughs> yeah, because the other one I was often looking at, um, I don't know if you've ever watched an American football match. Okay. Um, and they have a thing called a parabolic um, microphone, which is basically, it's like a big half sphere dish right. with a microphone inside it. And they point it out onto the field so they can hear what the players are saying in when they're standing facing off against each other. It does look like a gun. They, <laughs> yeah. if, if I find a picture, I'll send it to you. And but basically, you can imagine, a bit, we're talking something about a, a meter, uh, not maybe quite a meter, but at least three quarters of a meter wide. Okay, and the microphone's in it, and it they literally hold it like a gun kind of thing, yeah, at, yeah. and they point it, and it can pick up sound quite a large like distance. A, like a, a spy radar detector, where you can yes, yeah, you can zoom exactly it. like that kind yeah. of thing. Because I and I was looking at that from the point of view of say this kind of situation, but I was actually thinking of it in a church situation where you have a someone you might have a. So they might bring someone up to the front and impromptu chat that you have this thing, you just pick it up and you can point it at them. Maybe not the size that the footballers use, but that you could have something like that and it will do its utmost to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people. What other comments have we got in it? Steve Ashby says, when a user has no intention of even trying, okay, well, we sort of established that as well of what's growing to viewers. I remember back in the day when slide projection, when I had one user who booked support every week just so he didn't need to walk to the projector booth to put the, car the carousel onto the projector. I, I guess that's the old days of um, slide proje projection. It was always five minutes late and never thank you. I think we've had those uh, situations, Simon, in the past as well. Gabe Moranta, I hope I'm pronouncing your surname right, Gabe. The loss of logic slash common sense. How do I dial out on this phone system the same way you do from your desk? Well, start with, with nine, proceed from there with the numbers as needed. How do I log into this PC? The same as your desk. Control or delete brings up the login page. But how? Yes, uh, we've had that in the past. You know, people, <laughs> you know um, or even even like, oh, this cable. Yeah, it, uh, this cable that's the same VGA or HDMI cable that's going into your the back of your PC. Yeah, that cable. Mm. And then you see uh, Chris's one. He says, um, a for, um, as a former site technician, the fear that people have of pressing the buttons on a touch panel. Oh, I can't touch that in case something happens. And yeah. you're like, um, that's the point. I wanted something to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, and you know what, Simon? It's like 
it sounds not like we are well we actually sorry we are professionals in our job let's not doubt ourselves but no, we, we are professionals <laughs> hotels and different venues and stuff like that and people's like oh, you can't touch that touch panel it's like well it's an end functional function device that you're you're supposed to press buttons to see what each one of them does. They haven't put a big red button on the question on touch panel or the extra on touch panel that self-destructs the room. Yes, we're waiting for one, but uh, yes. Uh, yeah, because sometimes waiting on the hotel technician to turn up, you'd actually have the room up and running and ready before they even arrive. And they're like, How, if you're an audiovisual technician, you use your common sense the same as if you're an IT technician and you kind of go, a PC is a PC is a PC. Yes, the logins might be different, but as a whole, it's still a PC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it is very true. <laughs> um, keep your comments coming in on what grinds your gears. Um, Lewis Frank says, no labeling of wires. You know what? That, that actually doesn't grind my gears. as much. Maybe in a, in a large-scale capacity, if you're, if you're building a rack or you're, you're trying to find one. Goes. I, I actually can I can relate to that. If you have um, six racks of um, AV equipment and you're trying to trace a wire, yeah, I think labels is very important. You know what? I, I have to say again. I'm going back to the LTSMG conference and seeing some of the trade stands and huge shot international. You know, those, those guys have won awards at the AV awards for a reason. Their rack builds are so unbelievably structured and clean they they take time they take effort they really want to show off what they do behind the racks and like you can literally with your eyes follow each one of the cables beautifully it's, it's what every rack should be built like but yeah because i've seen some um on linkedin and on twitter there's a few rock av rock building companies who put up images regularly and the amount of compliments they get for what they do and it's just oh it is amazing i got to say it is it's it, it's like a piece of art to it an is. av tech it is it is art you know and some really like we're going to do a show at a later stage talking about the ltsmg and the difference stands and just different pieces that come up with regards like of course it is a space management group so uh you, you know like and simon you're still heavily involved in the project that you're working on at the moment and you know i i guess space is always a key factor in in, in your life and in, in trying to find that yeah. that extra square meter that you can put an extra table in for a conference Oh yeah, it's always like that. Space is always premium. Trying to get the most out of the room. How far is your stage coming out into the room so I can get an extra table, which means an extra 10 people attending my conference, and uh, which brings 10 new customers or whatever, 10 new clients or whatever the case may be. So it's always a push and shove. It's a negotiation or a dance, I think, yeah. often with, with your hospitality team. Well, do you know what? It's an interesting question that we must throw out there to our listeners. Is the, the scene of a conference or a meeting, are we getting away from the stage, the simple design concept of stage and podium? And do people want to, they, do the presenters want to collaborate and um, 
mingle with their audience more. Are we seeing the the idea of a podium is old-fashioned, talking from the front, and in your view with events that you've done, I know you've been very busy with project work, but do you see that that image is, is sort of disappearing, that you presenters don't want this big podium or stage in the room. They just want to be able to stand up, be heard, and all lights on the presenter. I actually think it's still required. Okay. I think it's still still happening, but I think the layout of your stage. So sometimes the podium is not the podium in a sense is not really required the physical podium, but there is a front. Yeah. There's often it's a panel of chairs or high chairs or stools or whatever you want to call them. Or um, I've even seen some recently where it seems nearly like if you were doing imagine a live. James, you no, know, like James um, Corden does on and on TV, where he has like a, a set here and a set here, and and so sometimes I'm not seeing where you kind of have a little panel over here, and then while they flick to the other side of the room and kill the lights over that side, and so yeah. I think it's getting, it's kind of like it's changing the aspect, but I think because there's a, one of our topics kind of feeds right into this about is projectors, I think that's going or coming. Right. I know because. Projectors, because of space, projectors are becoming a less requirement that people are looking for more sight, like media walls, LED screen backdrops, so they can go right to the back wall with very little space loss, where if you're going rear projection or anything like that, you're often losing three to four meters behind you, or at least, yeah. at least or you're losing... Um, you are confining your speaker to talk to a certain point if you're doing front projection because you can't have them walking backwards and forwards in front of your screen. So I can see why screens are becoming a thing of the past. Um, I'm even starting to see some of the local AV hire companies here when they put up their pictures, they're putting their ops behind the digital LED screens with a camera out front and that's how they're watching. So they're doing all their mixing and everything from behind the screens now yeah. versus out on the floor. So they're getting themselves more discreet. But I still think um, fronts are still required, but with digital screens or digital screens, digital signage, LED screens, all that kind of stuff, you can change your backdrop. So you can change scenes in yeah. the click of a button. You've gone from a white, shiny, sparkling, clean background to maybe an an orange or a green or something. I think it's more about utilizing space space wisely. Like you, we mm. will stick some photos in our video podcast of this, which is available on our YouTube t channel of just different layouts. I think like the new Microsoft building, and um, I think Google ha have it down to a T as well in in Dublin, where. You might have wooden steps that might bring you up to the next floor, but when it comes to a bench, they just throw out some cushions on on those wooden steps, and everyone sits down. And it's using that type of space where it's not wasteful space, and it can be used as as a multi-purpose um, design. I think that's yeah. getting popular. You know, yeah, I think that approach is definitely seems to be in, um happening because I think we were watching a video recently of LinkedIn and LinkedIn. they were doing that. Yeah. that that's uh, they were doing that kind of thing. So, the, but I did see something similar also when the Microsoft building opened here in Dublin, like cross multi floor presentations of and that kind of thing. So it it's becoming a popular thing about utilizing the space you have. 
If you're listening to the podcast and you have some great examples of good space management inside buildings, I know it's, it's one of the hot topics that keeps on developing. You can get in touch with allteenstech.ie or you can tweet Simon at SimonLangAB or myself, Justin Dawson at Justin or Dawson. All Things Techie Podcast, brought to you by two tech junkies, Justin Dawson and Simon Lang. For more, visit www.allthingstech.ie for all things techie.